everybody. Welcome back to the next episode of our new podcast, Coffee Breakdown. Um, we're here to basically shed light on the human and creative aspects of science, or creative aspects of science. And uh, we want to just remind everyone again that this is really a learning process for not just you, the listeners, but also us here speaking. So we remind you to keep that in mind. And with that, I would like to introduce today's guests. Uh, first is Ray Chandra, who is a currently working in Alto University up in Finland, uh, who is a fusion researcher uh, as well. And we have back on here today, Michele Marin, who is currently working at the Swiss Plasma Center in Lausanne, Switzerland. Uh, and so, and of course, there's me here. And so all of us are fusion scientists. And today we wanted to try something a bit new. So we're going to bring up some, uh, what do you call it? Examples of fusion reactors in pop culture, mostly movies. And we're gonna make a little commentary on it and try to judge it based on how realistic it is according to our experience in the fusion uh, science side of things. So with that, I think, welcome Ray and Michaela to the podcast. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having us. This is going to be fun. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. It should be interesting. So we've, we've prepared a small list of, of different examples in popular media. And I guess we're just going to go through them one by one. I think what we're going to do is just we're each gonna just go around in circles. First, we introduce one of them, what we know about it, and then we just start discussing. And then at some point when that's over, we just move to the next one and the next one and the next one. And we'll see how far we go. And if there's some extra time at the end, we'll just start, you know, general talking about different examples of fusion reactors that didn't make the list, let's say. All right, so with that, Ray, uh, you have the floor with the first one. Yes. So you said mostly movies, but I think everything is movies. Uh, yeah. Right now, <laughs> right now we have only movies. But also just to make this interesting, uh, we, we're going to also rate uh, uh, a lot of our uh, judgment on whether the movies appropriately describe the fusion reactors or whether it's qu quite realistic in terms of an actual fusion reactor, let's say. And of course, the very first popular one is Star Trek, because Star Trek is really about a utopian future where fusion is probably working there uh, 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 instead of our harsh reality that fusion is probably <laughs> 20 or 30 years old. <laughs> I think most of them Maybe. have fusion working, <laughs> our examples at least. <laughs> but if we jump ahead to the 24th century, that Fusion is definitely there. And this is also evident in Star Trek, particularly Star Trek The New Generation, which I think is the best one so far. Um, so fusion in Star Trek is used as a kind of a subsystem. So if any Star Trek fans watch, uh, Star Trek uh, fan watching, you probably know that the main power powering the starship is uh, a warp core, which is powered by antimatter. So fusion is not really the main power system, but it is used for impulse drives. And that is essentially how the ship moves when it's not in, in warp, you know, in normal space. And the thing is that in, I, 
as far as I'm aware in, in the movies, it's not mentioned very well. So I need to dig, dig a little bit deeper. And apparently there is a fan, uh, fan product, I suppose, uh, that's called the Next Generation Technical Manual, where inside it's like a very detailed description of all the science things in the movie, which is, which is probably completely helpful in our discussion uh, today. But as I read it, it's also completely gibberish. And uh, it's almost as fiction as the movies itself. <laughs> However, so are, are we are we including that fan manual in, in our in our discussion or or no? Yes, I think but just by the fact that there is a technical manual, I think we could safely say that whoever made the movie make enough effort uh, in terms of the science uh, department to make it somewhat relatable uh, in the near future. Or maybe we could also think of it as like some kind of a hope from the creators that <laughs> this thing will happen in so the we'll 21st assume, century. We'll assume it's canon. <laughs> we assume, we'll assume it's, it's canon, canon. exactly. This we, is, okay. we can assume canon. it's canon. OK, but we're judging it from our current understanding of users, right? And the idea is that the reaction core uses proton-proton fusion. Now, Ooh. that is essentially what is happening in the sun, right? Uh, so basically you just fuse two, uh, two hydrogen ion together, not the isotopes that we normally use, which is deuterium and tritium. But as you know, probably this, the cross-section for this is very low and it actually doesn't happen in the sun because the sun waits for the proton to become deuterium with million, uh, in millions of years. So I don't know exactly how they make this work. It doesn't say anything in the technical manual. So keep I mean, that in mind. I guess mind. they go through the full uh, cycle of fuel from uh, hydrogen, hydrogen to deuterium. Maybe, so but this is a spaceship. And if a spaceship, there is a, if, you, yeah. if you need to wait a million years to, for your spaceship to travel, I think that's quite a long time, uh, to be honest. I, 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 read, <laughs> I read, but maybe it's not specifically the uh, TNG, the next generation. It might, because I've read that they use deuterium. But like deuterium only, so it's not like DT, but like DD. Okay, right, 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 right. That's that's more that's more manageable, I think. If it but were it that, be, it then be. it would be. Yeah, if it but were it that, be. then I can see that. Okay, you know, deuterium you can still collect it relatively easily from natural sources of hydrogen, right? Because it's it's a naturally occurring isotope. So, if you have like some sort of refinement facility, fuel is not that hard. It'd be easier right. than the than proton-proton reaction, right? Definitely. Yes, yes. Yeah. Although, because I, this is only speaking with the next generation, and uh, as you know, there's a lot of Star Trek series, so probably it evolved over time, or uh, as you said, maybe they change it somehow down the line. Um, but I think the fact is that they indeed uh, use fusion in somewhat of a correct way, which is two hydrogen uh, atoms, or to, to hydrogen elements uh, or light elements. So that is already a, a check mark that's uh, pretty good. But there's also a small detail that I think is really interesting is that they in the technical manual, it says that they replace the core, the, the, the whole reactor core every 10,000 hours of flight. Or, uh, or if 0 0.01 millimeter of material is eroded from the inside surface. And I think that's a very cool idea because we do have this problem in an actual fusion reactor in the Tokamak, 
where we might need to replace, I don't know, uh, diverter materials or the, um, the beryllium first wall, but of course not every 10,000 hours. I think 10,000 hours is like 10 years, around 10 years. Yeah, continuous years. flight, right? Like 10,000 hours. But keep in mind, this is replacing the whole, so basically you're building a new reactor which uh, in the economical scale uh, of a fusion reactor is probably not going to happen. I find uh, it, I find it interesting. every 10 years. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Just, if it's just a diverter, yes, yes. But it's an interesting, interesting uh, point that they take this into account. No, but that, I think it's interesting that they also say, or after 0.1 millimeters of the wall is eroded. Yes. Like, I think yes. that would happen a lot in a lot less time than 10,000 yes. hours. Yes, <laughs> in our in, in the normal future, I think it's probably going to happen uh, really fast. But when I read that, I think that, oh, okay, this is the 34th century where they basically solve world hunger and world peace or whatever. So they probably have abundance of uh, abundant of materials. Uh, to, to make this happen. <laughs> you, you want to keep your reactor new and shiny, you know, you have the money we, for it. We also have to qualify whether we're trying to judge it on modern technology or what we think they would have at that time, right? Like, but like right now, I, I would not see that being like <laughs> 0.1 millimeters. It would probably be like closer to like what? A, a thousand hours than 10,000. <laughs> I don't know. It's your expertise, Ray, the wall surface. Okay. Stuff. Okay. Wall so, so, stuff. so based on that, I'm going to judge that um, uh, future writer in Star Trek probably, probably could happen considering that it happened in the 24th century. Sure. It, at least it uses a, a, a possible react, fusion reaction. Um, and the fact that uh, they consider replacing the materials uh, gave them bonus points. So I'll give them a uh, six out of ten okay of fusion okay. appropriateness so Michaela do you have something to add to that some points that you found that Ray didn't say um, no for Star Trek no I don't have much for okay Star Trek this, this is you, fine do you agree fairly difficult to find stuff on the, the uh, Star Trek fusion engine even though, as Ray said, the fandom itself, like the, the amount of technical accuracy in Star Trek universe is pretty insane. And there are wiki pages about it. <laughs> yeah, in the movie itself is hardly uh, mentioned in yeah. Fusion. Yeah, there is a very deep lore in Star Trek. And of course, some of it conflicts with itself in some ways, but I mean, it's very wide. <laughs> so it, I think I didn't limit myself to TNG, I just went Star Trek as a whole. Okay. And there was like a, a bit of extra information that it seems to combine concepts of like magnetic confinement and inertial confinement. Because it says that the fuel is ignited, well, they specifically say ignited in a carbon chamber. So they were probably using the old, in those, in the first iterations, like the old carbon wall talk about ah. designs so they kind of knew that at least but they said it was ignited in the carbon chamber using laser initiators so then they were huh. like using lasers to spark the reaction but then it's not doesn't explicitly say it's pulsed so like are the laser initiators like a spark plug that just sort of like started up 
I have no idea. But so just it does, it, they did they did do a little bit more research into it, it seems, for other things that are not the TNG. But uh, I think regardless of the type, uh, you, you still need to have some kind of materials to to house the reaction. And uh, it's going to be hot, of course, yeah. uh, even without any magnetic confinement. And carbon is a good choice. Carbon, yeah. Well, at least they, I think they did the research into that. Carbon has been traditionally what we used in, mm -hmm. in the field too. Of course, now we're moving to metal wall like tungsten and beryllium because of uh, reasons of, what is it? Fuel the retention. retention. Yeah. Yes. Fuel retention where it kind of absorbs the <clears throat> hydrogen from the fuel and That's then we can't, we can't use it anymore. But at least probably at the day when they were researching how to uh, design or design this thing for their lore. Uh, carbon wall was the, the probably the uh, top material of well, choice. That to, is be fair, to be fair, fusion retention relates to safety because we're using tritium, mm. but also because tritium is expensive. So we don't want it to be uh, uh, lasted in the in the vessel or trapped in the vessel. But yeah, if you it, don't have that problem, then carbon is perfect. Well, yeah, if they have abundant amount of tritium, right? Because let's say that in the future, you can just get it from anywhere. Or then... if they don't use uh, tritium, right? If they use deuterium. Oh, that's true too. That's true too. If they use deuterium, deuterium they won't care about that at all. Mm -hmm. That is a good point. That so... makes sense then. Carbon yeah, wins against enough. the... <laughs> also safety. In the movie universe, safety is always uh, not considered, at least. <laughs> well, uh, looking at what they do, yeah, the, the safety from because that it is, is the, the plot point. Their concern. <laughs> yeah, it is always the plot point. Core meltdown. Always. Core melt. <laughs> always. We'll, I don't. We'll know come what... back to that. Yeah, we'll come back to this. Exactly. Before that, uh, Michaela, uh, do you agree with my assessment of uh, six out of ten? I mean, that this is appropriate. From from all of these uh, uh, carbon shenanigans, I do not did. I would even give it a seven. Or a I don't know. Are we oh, uh, giving? Uh, okay. Are we giving half points? Okay. Can we give you a six and no, a half? no. I don't. I don't think we're gonna allow half points. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not anyway. <laughs> well, the host has spoken. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> half points not allowed. No half points. We're gonna commit point to whole three. numbers. Integers only. Three is okay. <laughs> a quarter of a pie, maybe. Integers only. Integers only. <laughs> Integers only. <laughs> So, so Michele, you are you going with a six or a seven? Um, let's see what I what did I had for this. I had a six as well. Actually, you had a six as well. Evaluation. Okay, so okay. let's go with the six. Let's go okay. with the six. And I also put it as a six in my list when I was anonymous. looking it up. I think it's unanimous. This one's sitting at a six. It's like they've done enough research to know like how it could be, but of course, yeah. They wouldn't it know is... all the details unless you're like really a scientist in the field. But right? it is still quite far-fetched. That's why it's it uh, is still it is still quite far -fetched. six out of a seven or eight. <laughs> well they didn't they didn't specify even exactly how they're putting the components together. Yes, right? that is also it's, true. So it's it it leaves a lot to the imagination, which is maybe the point. But for us, we want to see more details, I guess. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it is. We need to be a bit charitable in, in terms of the details, I suppose, because, you know, uh, the reality is that movies probably didn't care enough uh, yeah. to add I think, all of these details. I think this is a nice segue for uh, uh, the second movie, uh -huh. which, 
uh, for which the representation of fusion is really good, but it gives really few details. So the, um, the movie is, is X-Men, and in particular is X-Men Days of a Future Past. The, at the beginning of the movie, just after the first uh, section, there's one shot, like a few, a very short video, a few pictures of a tokamak system. And the depiction, we were not sure, we actually discussed this, we were not sure if this is uh, real footage from a tokamak or if, if it's um, a rendering. But it's very accurate. Like you, you could, uh, if you had a tokamak, that's pretty much how it would look like. So the fusion reactor is used to power the uh, the plane that they have. Uh, the how is it called, right? X jet. The X jet. Yes. Also exactly. the Blackbird. Yeah. The Blackbird. Yeah. So they have a fusion reactor for the for the Blackbird. And okay, so that's really how it would look like. Uh, it's a little bit smaller of what we would expect a tokamak to look like. Um, but I guess, I mean, the, the, we are researching a more compact fusion system, so that, that does still happen my scale of accuracy. Uh, there are not too many details uh, and is not mentioned much anywhere else. So we give a pretty high grade for the uh, accuracy, but for the depiction uh, that's, that, that, that lower my grade a little bit. So it's a uh, eight and a, maybe a five. Uh, I still think average is out to seven. I would average still is out to seven. Seven, seven. okay, okay. So, so, so let's, uh, let's talk about it a little bit on the feasibility point of view, because the one of the main uh, objections would, would be, okay, it's on a plane. Um, yes. But, but. Uh, it, it can like the plane will accelerate, the tokamak will move, but the plasma dynamics is, happens on a much faster time scale, so it shouldn't uh, affect the control, uh, the controls too much. So uh, I think it wouldn't be a problem to uh, put it on a plane. The problem is just that it is uh, a little bit small, like it's compact. But if you have I don't know maybe very high field superconductors, that's not completely impossible. See, so that's like, why the, my grade is pretty high. I see. I I gave it a much lower grade than you, precisely because it's on a plane. Like I can understand the plane won't affect the plasma, but I'm really worried that the plasma affects the plane. Because <laughs> we saw, like, if there's a disruption, like a jet, the disruption moved the entire. It's a multi-ton machine. It jumped. So yes. like if you have that in the air and something happened to the plasma, it would like just throw your plane into the ground. Like, I... <laughs> but, 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 but a fusion power plant uh, is expected to work without disruptions. That's true. That's true. But I still think the magnetic forces are going to be difficult. To if work you with. have a distraction, you're fucked. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're gonna be, you're gonna be in a bad place. Like, but if like, you don't have disruption, that that should be fine. That's fair, but like I mean, engine failure are things you should account for, right? So, <laughs> I mean, you could even have backup systems to give power in case it goes down. But like, I just think it's just a lot of magnetic energy, and like a plane is mostly metal. So yes. Also, another another thing, and we we probably will go back to this later multiple times. Um, at least for deuterium tritium fuel, 
which I guess is what they use in, uh, in that one, but since there are no details, I'm just gonna assume, it's, it's gonna produce neutrons. And there doesn't seem to be a neutron shield. That's also true. <laughs> so here's, here's the thing, Michaela. I don't think you care about ionizing radiation if you're already a mutant, aren't you? Oh, that is a good point. <laughs> Especially not if you don't care about right? neutrons. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but that aside, I think you, you guys have considerations that's way too detailed. I think it's just simply, I agree with you because it's on a plane, it's mainly the, the most of the gripe uh, from me because a tokamak will be essentially very heavy. And I would not think a plane would fly at all with, with a tokamak, uh, especially in a conventional size. And in terms of that movie, I think the tokamak is more probably quite small, but still it's very heavy. and. Uh, I don't think and that's just the that's just the containment vessel, right? That's just a vacuum chamber. Well, you still have a lot of other systems that uh, needs to be there. It's probably uh, not considered by the movie itself. Well, most of the most of the mass, I think, of a of a tokamak, like an existing tokamak, is also structural materials, things to actually prevent it from collapsing because of the magnetic stresses. Um, so, I mean, if magnetic stress isn't the thing you want to worry about, I think you could cut down on the mass quite a bit, especially if you don't use a metal wall like we do currently. If you use the carbon wall, graphite's not that heavy, right? So, oh, that's true. Okay. I mean, components can be made lighter if they didn't need to tolerate like high stresses. You could use aluminum, right? All I sorts of stuff. If you yeah, don't but... need the, fuel, the full uh, fuel cycle, uh, and you just put the the fuel with deuterium and tritium at the beginning. Uh, you you can cut off a lot of mass. Yeah, yeah. right. You could. I suppose you could also use like an ultra strong carbon fiber for the like I don't know the, the structure. I, you can use adamantium. Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, at this point, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, you're right. You have the material in that universe. And we don't know about the weight, I suppose. That's true. Yeah, That's I think Wolfrin is not that heavy, so maybe yeah. it's pretty light. Yeah, it's got to be strong enough to to like move all, the yeah. entire skeleton worth of, of metal, which would be really heavy if it were like a standard metal. Yes. I mean, he's really strong like, also, but like, you know. <laughs> if you have a if you have a exoskeleton, a skeleton made out of tungsten, moving is going to be hard. Yeah, exactly. So I don't think it could be that heavy, you know. That it would require a, like a lot to move it if you have a if you have a lot of volume, but I don't know, right? It doesn't actually say. <laughs> but I, well, I I so I put it I put it down at the four personally. Four in, even. A four. Okay. I I just wasn't happy with the fact that it would like. I mean, we might be able to get it small enough to put on a jet. But I wouldn't put it on a jet. <laughs> <laughs> That's just ruined it for me. <laughs> okay. I could I could negotiate that down to a six, but I don't think it should be lower. Okay. Well, what does Ray? What does Ray have to say? Ray, this? you're the judge. Well, yeah. I mean, I think personally, I will give it an eight, just because. Eight? Okay. Yes, just because it uses the, the a correct. Uh, uh, a correct like cinematography or, or like a, a correct frame of a, of an actual tokamak, and I think that's very rare. 
I, I really I remembered when I watched this movie uh, like in the theater that when that scene comes up, it's like, hey, that's your Tokamak. And I was quite a movie fan, so a sci-fi movie fan. So I know a lot about the movies that use fusion reactors, but this is one of the things that uh, one of a movie that does it well, does it correct, I think. And okay. I think that deserves an extra point. Okay. But again, it's on a plane. And it also, you know, like I, in the end, I have to so. admit, I have to admit, I didn't see that image. I, did, I forgot about that image when I was making this grading, but I still would keep it low, <laughs> even <laughs> if I knew that, <laughs> because it's like, they didn't really explain how that, like they took the right sources maybe, but like the science, the scientific Yeah, there are no details there. or science at all. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be, I'll, wait. I'll, I'll be charitable for this movie and okay. uh, I'll give it a seven. But Eight, I do. But then downgrade it because it's in a plane and uh, it explodes in the end. So it's a seven. That's, that's also true. But I do have to say, though, like <laughs> when I was looking up this one, there was an interesting fact that like it's modeled after the, the Lockheed Martin XR 71, the self jet, right? Oh. Actually, the one in the movie. So, which is like an existing plane that that this company is is building and it's very strange because so the movie came out 2014 i think mm -hmm. but in 2013 i think was when lockheed martin does, made the announcement that they were, were going to invest in like fusion to build their own fusion whatever do you remember that coincidences yes, yes. yeah I so i think that's how it ended up in the movie in the first place because <laughs> that was 2013 that they that this plane company decided that we're going to build fusion react mini fusion reactors so it could have been like an influence on the uh people who made the movie since they were using the jet as a inspiration they're like oh or maybe because they knew it was there's this fusion thing that's how they got the inspiration in the first place i don't know if if, the, if this is how things went down that would be really funny like yeah if, if i knew a bit more backstory into it i could be like <laughs> i could be convinced to bump my grade higher because that's just like a really cool story right <laughs> but i don't know I, it was just a weird okay. tidbit that i found when i was looking it up considering that the the air time of the fusion director is really small it might have been just a coincidence, but also the fact that they added that may give way to that story, you know? Yeah, because like all the other X-Jets in all the other movies never had a Tokamak fusion reactor. They use something else, right? right? So uh -huh. like why specifically this movie had a Tokamak fusion reactor in it? I don't know. <laughs> and specifically a Tokamak fusion sus. reactor. It is, it is yeah. very <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah either way it's it was an interesting coincidence it might just be coincidence who knows but uh, okay and i think we'll go from here into the next introduce the next uh reactor which is from the movie passengers so this uh big spaceship carrying a lot of people to colonize a new planet somewhere out there in the in the expanse of the universe so it's basically the ship is called the avalon and it's powered by eight fusion reactors which are designed to run autonomously with some central uh, like an artificial intelligence computing system looking over it while all the passengers are put into cryo sleep to survive the long journey um, and 
So one thing that it was, that it did say is that each of these fusion reactors have to produce constant power. So they're not pulsed machines. So that they're running all the time. And this kind of brings up this idea of the stellarators. So they don't actually explicitly state it anywhere that it is a stellarator. Um, they have an image of the reactor core, the inside, and you see kind of like the donut design um, with like a central column and like a plasma going around it in this chamber. So it, it does look very much like a tokamak plasma, except for the fact that you can see the plasma visibly, um, which is a bit and, weird for me. And the lines <laughs> are kind of, the lines are kind of twisted. The lines are kind of twisted. Yeah. So the line, but I, I wasn't like. sure, I wasn't sure about that, right? Because so there, there was the image of the core when it was kind of stable and there was like, like ripples on the surface, but like, it wasn't necessarily like any symmetry to it. And yeah, I, okay. I, I did look when it was going unstable, right? <laughs> when the, there was this thing in the core that was happening and they had to fix it. And then you could see some symmetry in the instabilities. And I was just like, that's weird. Why would they put <laughs> Maybe it's just CGI stuff, but at least, you know, it, it, was, it, was, uh, uh, it was put there. So you can see some sort of like six fold symmetry, I think it was in the plasma shape. Um, but overall, I would say they don't really discuss how the plasma is contained other than that it's in a ring like device and it's just there, yes. right? So they don't talk about, they do talk about how it is fueled though, which is very interesting, um, which is that the ship actually casts out like a very large magnetic net in front of the ship like a giant funnel, which is supposed to capture inter interstellar hydrogen, like ionized interstellar hydrogen, and funnel it into the ship. And then it would use that hydrogen both as the fuel for the reactor and as mass for propellant, right? So I thought that was a really cool, you know, they actually put the effort to design how this ship would self-sustain its fuel. That is very well taught. Yeah, without yes. actually having to carry all of the fuel from launch, right? And I mm -hmm. thought that was interesting. That's usually something that's not given a lot of thought to uh, for especially space travel using these fusion reactors. So all things considered, they don't talk about how the plasma is like, you know, stabilized, but like the fact that they use some sort of like metal wall donut-ish container and they've thought about how to keep the, the system online or, or continuously online. It, it puts it up there. I would give this one a seven, to be honest. Okay. So yeah. what do you guys think? For me, I will give it the same as you, but considering other things, I'm giving it a four. A four. Okay, and so what are, these other, what are these other things? <laughs> explain, explain. I'll the explain other why. Okay, there, there's a couple of details. Uh, so, um, like you said, it is actually, well, I, I, when I first saw it, I thought it was a stellarator because it has this ribbon like stru uh, structure on the, on the plasma itself. I, I don't necessarily remember how it looks like, like doing stable. Maybe it's just a ring, a stable ring. Then it's probably a tokamak. But as you said, there's, if we consider it accelerator, then perhaps there's uh, some 
fun funky, uh, funny magnet shapes uh, outside of the vessel that's probably not shown. But uh, either way, uh, the way it's fueled also, it's, it's pretty compelling. However, um, so there's a scene where the uh, reactor is going to overload. Again, it explodes. I, I don't know what this <laughs> obsession of uh, movie directors with the uh, future actors and explosions, but uh, the way to fix it is to vent it, is to vent the plasma. And that is one of the gripe, again, of mission writers where, you know, uh, I don't know if you can actually, you, you actually do that uh, in a future director. Um, the thing is, it's probably a good idea to be able to do that, right? Because <laughs> then, <laughs> you know, <laughs> if we're able to do that, then we don't have to care about the plasma touching the wall if it's like a, a disruption or something like that. Well, that's but, the thing, right? They don't discuss you know, how it's contained, right? Exactly. So this, this for me is why it's not higher than a seven, but they did consider a lot of other factors. Like I would have liked to see... There's also the fact that, you know, you can see the plasma through like a sheet of glass. That is that's my already, second gripe. Yeah, that for me was kind of like, okay. That's, that, but that's, like yes. movie, but, that's movie magic, you know. Like but we have to explain it. So, so the thing is that there's probably no way that the fusion writer uh, will have that large window because you have radiation uh, uh, heating. And that room where you look at the plasma is probably going to be quite hot. Yeah. <laughs> We're not gonna be and right. very neutronic. This will relate to another uh, another one in our list, by the way. Save that in mind. But that's the second gripe. The, the last gripe that makes it a four is that I think the movie director or producer never considered a plasma. Why? Because during overloading, it's orange. Yes. So when it's stable, it's blue. Blue. Yeah. It is basically a gas fire. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, wow. not even. You would expect it would be the other way. The hotter it gets, which would be unstable, that it's blue, that it's blue, right? But okay. oh, it would. Oh, yeah. uh, you never know. No, but I think. But no, the, I think it, it it's the other way yeah. where where it's probably cool when it's unstable, but it's still you know hazardous. You're getting you're getting yeah. a marsh. You're okay, getting yeah, a, yeah, yeah. But okay, the fact for, that it's for, orange for the and then blue. You know, well, this is basically like gas fire. Let, let so me, like, let okay, me, let well. me for, the, okay. for the viewers. So basically there are, there are instabilities in Tokamaks uh, where the edge gets too cold because it's radiating too much. And then that brings about a disruption. So that could be what you are seeing in the movie. Yeah, I think it's also strange that they gave it a color, but like I, I thought this was just for movie magic stuff. So I, I was willing to put that, you know, aside. No, no, this, this is, in, this is yeah. in the criteria of our... You have impurity seeding, you have impurity seeding. I, I just thought, yeah, it maybe there's impurities Yeah, exactly, there's impurities in the I know exactly why they call it that way, because it relates to a lot of people that, oh, it's, it looks like a fire, but I mean, then the intention is that, oh, it's, it's a gas fire. So that's why I give it a very low score, because it I is not a fusion plasma, it's a gas fire. And that is what it's intended to be. <laughs> to be fair, though, like, you do have a good point. Like, even when, when it was kind of, like, going unstable, you could see, like, the little, like, flames. Like smoke. They, yeah. Also, smoke the dark flame. smokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. And that was just sort of like, I, I was just like, okay. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. I was willing to put that away, but I, I see that, that uh, it's, it was key for your rating <laughs> but get, getting back on, on the venting yeah like you, you could imagine like the, the gas path that you do massive gas path that you do uh to cool a dive to cool a normal tokamak town uh would be kind of like venting i guess 
It's like no, but, inverse but venting. Though. Yeah, it's inverse <laughs> venting. Uh, the, yeah, the venting is is the plasma. You open a hole in space, and then the plasma goes there. That that's the venting, in the movie. Yes. No. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. I can't see it. Yes. <laughs> there has to be some kind of magnetic tunnel or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Exactly. And that's ah, where, that's a good point. Yeah. That's for me where it was a bit strange because they didn't talk about how it was contained. So if so at you, least it was like magnetic confined, you can. You could conceive a way that they just changed the magnetic field to yeah. launch it out, right? You you open the, the magnetic field lines and to and, uh, you launch everything outside the tokamak once you have a that that's possible. That's an idea. Right. So I mean the venting part for me is not so weird. And actually it would be good because you don't even have to restore your vacuum, because space is a vacuum. So <laughs> that's true. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> then then you wonder uh, how it's spent in the first place because it is also vacuum within the within the chamber or close to vacuum. Yeah, but I mean, it's probably still denser in the chamber than the outer space, right? That is so true. it would <laughs> naturally go out, I think. So I like I don't have an issue with venting so much, like the physics of it, the, the reality of if you could vent at all. That's something we could discuss, but like. That might be too indeed too detailed for our <laughs> discussion. <laughs> Either way, so Michaela, did you did you give it a, a rating? My rating for this one, I was a five. A five. I was okay. not convinced. But so I, can, I, I, I was can, a lot okay. more lenient on this. Do you revise okay. your score after after our this arguments? discussion? I could give it a six. I oh, could, al I could also okay. I could also go down to a six to be honest. <laughs> I could also go down to a six for this because uh, of of the fact that the the impurities and the instabilities were, yeah, maybe not accurately <laughs> portrayed. The, the, the main problem, from what I understood, is the fact that it really seems like it's flames instead yes. of plasma. That is my that so is that's my the main CGI. Drive. That makes but, uh, it a four. Apart from yes. the CGI, like imagine a different CGI, that would work fairly well. If if they color it purple, then it's perfect. I'll give it an eight. <laughs> or if they somehow... even made it invisible, you know, like like yeah. actually just yes. sort of like just any other color, not 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 red when it's gold and then blue and it's like okay, you know, <laughs> like it's a stove basically, you know. <laughs> But a five. Enough, I, I, give it, I, I give it a six. I, I wouldn't, okay. uh, it doesn't disturb me too. The CGI doesn't disturb me too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. So then let's, uh, I guess, let's move to the next one. Ray, it's you again. Yes. So there is also a very recent, uh, well, I don't know if it's recent, but uh, the, the movie show is recent. It's called The Expanse. It's again a sci fi space movie. Basically, uh, the huma humanity has colonized the solar system. And the way to do that is that they use this uh, very compelling and almost realistic spaceships uh, that runs on fusion power. And one of the uh, main concept of the fusion power is inertial confined fusion. And the way it depicted uh, in the movie, uh, the movie is also based on, on, a, on a book uh, by James A. Corey. And uh, the way it depicted, it seems like a very conventional uh, inertial confined fusion. So, uh, inertial confined fusion or ICF, uh, the idea is that basically you shoot lasers from all directions evenly 
into a single point in the center, and in the center you put your fuel in there. And the the movie basically drops like this ball, this fuel pellets, and when it reaches the center, then laser goes on, uh, and then the, the the fuel basically ablates, and it becomes the plasma, and then fusion happens, and then the next fuel uh, drops, and that's how the power cycle uh, happened. And uh, they use this to power the spacecraft, but also use it as a propulsion system. So I don't know exactly how. Uh, in the movie, it doesn't explain it in detail how you transfer the plasma. Uh, as we know, uh, inertial confinement fusion plasma's time scale are very short. Uh, so there has to be some way for it to go from the chamber into the nozzle of a rocket, and then it goes out. It doesn't explain it there. It's probably like. Uh, minus points for them uh, for that, but just the fact that they use a commercial concept of an initial fusion uh, gives it a pretty high value for me. So I'll give it a seven. Yeah, I have to admit I haven't seen the movie. I just tried to look it up online for this, and it seems like a fair uh, inertial fusion reactor. That's possible, mm -hmm. like in, in a in a spaceship. You don't have the problem you have in a play. It should be more stable. It's much larger. It should be fine. So I I put this I put this at a six. I mean I agree with everything you said. There's also the whole venting issue here with this this reaction. That is true. Yes. Right. But okay, if we I accepted venting for the for the one from the passengers, <laughs> so I accept it here as well. But I think more or less, I think this one. There is some, some I don't know if it's fan made or if it's actual like canon lore, but I think somewhere it said that the fusion reaction they use is deuterium helium three. Oh, okay. neutronic. Yeah, a neutronic. So it does make it, you know, more reasonable to put on a spaceship. You don't need all that like neutron shielding. Yeah. Um, they even go into a bit of specs on like how much power it, it produces and blah 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 but i don't think that i want to get into that because i wouldn't know <laughs> how much yeah, power it depends on the size right and, and, and it makes sense that if you want to go uh in uh, a neutronic you go for inertial uh fusion because you need you need the the um, Basically, the difference is you you want the tail of the distribution so that the fastest particles to be very fast, and that mm. might be rich with lasers better than uh, with a um, conventional tokamak accelerator. Mm. Right. So, so it's, not a, idea, it's yeah. not a thermal. It's not a thermal reaction. Yeah, it's not thermal. It's more like yeah. suprathermal. Right. Yeah. So, oh, but also considering that they already colonized the solar system, so helium three is probably not. Uh, there's no no supply issue there. Yeah, perhaps they use some kind of other uh, more conventional place to go. Uh, I mean, in, in the movie they have a moon base, and we know that if we want then to do helium three, we need to mine helium three from the moon. So I suppose they already passed that point. <laughs> yeah, but what 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 for me made it hard to believe? I know it's sci-fi, but it's still hard to believe is that these inertial reactors have are quote unquote pulsed at like pretty high speeds high for my standards for inertial it's like 10 to 30 hertz right so i don't know i have no idea how you would come up with like a, a you know a, a pellet i guess or a fuel thing injection system to go that fast 
with I mean, lasers to go that fast. So, the commercial, yeah, uh, commercial plants for yeah. inertial fusion reactors are, are a few hertz. But there are like no existing. No, not hertz. existing, but they're, they're yeah. planned. Yeah. So yeah, it's not completely out of uh, the possibilities. Well, what, what, what? Can, what confuses me more is like, you know, at 30 hertz, like the blast of, you know, when you fuse one pellet and creates, it creates like a shockwave of some sort. Does that interfere with the next one entering the, the zone? <laughs> no, I think the time scales of data really fast. You think so? I think so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, like I so, wouldn't know. I actually don't okay. know, right? <laughs> so in the movie, the um, the pellets are, well, it kind of shown it's pretty big. I, I didn't know whether it's like 10 or 30 hertz. It was never mentioned in the, in the movie, but that was quite fast, uh, I must admit. But I, I did a, a quick Googling here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The M134 minigun fires at about 2,000 to 6,000 rounds per minute. So that's about 100 hertz. 22. No, I, I uh, know it's possible to launch things at that speed. I'm just so curious. It is quite if possible. You can, it's possible, but like with the precision, you know, like I mean, yeah, a minigun uh, is not going to hit like a point every single time. It's probably just a software problem. And uh, they, they have quite excellent uh, software engineers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Control people, well, they control this, people. Yeah, that for me put this down at a five and a five. Everything else was really good. Oh. There were just a few things that I was just like, yeah. Well, I could be convinced to put it up to a six, but that's that's about as high as I would go with this. I would also put it in, in into an eight, even. Okay. Uh, either, either the fact that they also use it as a self-destruct mechanism. So it also uh, explodes. It also explodes. Yes. <laughs> so. Everything explodes. Everything yeah. explodes. So, Michaela, did you give it a, a rating? I don't remember. Mine was uh, the same as Ray. The same as Ray. Seven. Eight. Oh, seven. Oh, seven. seven, seven. Okay. Not, not eight. Not eight. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. I think this one, to be fair, I think this one has probably had the most amount of thought put into it. Maybe yes. because it's more modern. Of I think the show, show. overall like gives a very good uh, science consideration, even all uh, in the in the space travel itself. The so uh, we haven't talked about this about how the how a fusion reactor could become a propulsion system, which is kind of envisioned really uh, even even in in uh, in our uh, in the real world where where we might have a, a, a fusion powered vessel where the plasma itself is generated by fusion reaction how we don't know inertial magnetic whatever but then you use a magnetic nozzle in order to propel the plasma as a as a propellant for the rocket so it is quite um uh how, how do you say it a mimic what is being thought of in the real world uh, let's say the only yeah. magic yeah the only magic in that in that movie is how efficient it is so the fact that you can have 1G acceleration <laughs> all the time means <laughs> you, they, they, they invent the, this some kind of a magical, uh, super efficient drive for the, I mean, for the rockets. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the pellets are large, right? So then that's a lot of energy. No, but it, it's more not about fusion, but more about uh, 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 rocket, rocketry physics. Ah, OK, like, yes. You know, Conservation it's, of energy. It's, yes, it's in space. <laughs> the only way you can move is by throwing 
things on the other uh, on the other direction. Hmm. And the fact that you can move one G means you throw a lot in the other direction, <laughs> or you throw you throw in the direction the other direction really fast, right? But you know you have a speed limit on the other side, which is the which is C, <laughs> yeah, yeah, which you will never achieve. Well, so you're probably going to need a lot of things. And plasma is very, yeah, it, it's not a dense object. It's not a very weight, uh, you know. It doesn't have a lot of uh, force behind it. Yeah, but I mean, if a, if a neutral beam injector can accelerate stuff to one MeV. Uh... No, but the thing is, you also, you do this continuously, right? And yeah, so I don't know, a trip to uh, Jupiter probably take like three days if you accelerate one G all the time. But you know, three yes. days of expelling this amount of material. I mean, that, that's basically the only gripe <laughs> of this. Or the well, only I think magic, let's I'm say. not sure. I, well, I, I would I, like to make calculations on this. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's actually interesting that you mentioned that because like, at least I think at the Expanse universe, there is no super liminal travel, like faster than light travel. No, that is true, yes. So fair enough that C is a speed limit, like consistent in this universe. But if you had faster than light travel, like why would C be? <laughs> why would C be a limit? <laughs> <Right? laughs> yeah, that's true. Although, in the, I don't know if you plan this, but there's also aliens later down the line. And then you delve with, you know, non-physical alien technologies. <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. I but I do I do appreciate the amount of like uh, consideration that went into this particular show for for the mm -hmm. for the physics here. Um, but I think that uh, we can move to the next one. We can so we move it. to another one that has a little bit less physical consideration. <laughs> also, also, uh, it starts very well. So if you remember the well, the first the movie is Iron Man. And if you remember the very classic. first Iron Man movie, classic. the very first Iron Man movie. The iconic Iron Man movie. Yes. Mm -hmm. The one who there, started Robert Downey Jr. career. Yes. There is a very uh, nice depiction of a fusion reactor. Like it's an actual tokamak. You can see the plasma going around. Is <laughs> at the level of the, uh, the X-Jet. Then, of course, it's uh, miniaturized uh, a lot. And that is where my criticism would be. But the first depiction is actually really good. Uh, one thing I would mention is that, uh, again, uh, for you know movie purposes, you can see the plasma. So everything is uh, the, the containment vessel is transparent. Yeah. As, as, in, the, <laughs> as in the passengers. Yeah. But I, I will say, I will say, Let's imagine we can create superconductors that for some reason are transparent. Then everything is fine. Then I think, that could be. I think even the big one, like the bigger one, if you look at the inside, actually they use, I think, also something from, from either jet yeah, or some it, machine, it, right? It, it looks it like, like a real. It looks it like, really like a with all the panels yes, yes. and such. Yes, yes. Exactly. I, I, think it's clearly, I think it's clearly CGI, but they, they made a very good job about it. Right. And then there is the uh, the the fantastic sentence. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, the, the poor scientist that is trying to explain. Yeah, but we can, you know, the physics. We can't do it. That that small. We can't miniaturize it. It's like yes, uh, Tony Stark was able to do it uh, with a bunch of scraps in a in a cave. In a cave, then, exactly. <laughs> which is which is uh, by the way a comment that I see in uh, I would say three quarters of the videos on YouTube about fusion. Someone mm. comments with that line. 
<laughs> I really, I didn't even know that. I didn't even know that. It, it's a must. It's a must. But that's such a meme, you know. That that statement is such a meme. <laughs> and then the cool guy is like, it goes with, uh, "I'm sorry, sir. I'm not Tony Stark." Yeah. <laughs> so, so that sentence is perfect because yeah. actually, when you realize it, it is impossible. How? To... No. So that's why my my actual grade is five. I even for I think for. Okay. So miniaturize a token mark uh, that much that you can put it in your chest uh, is incredibly difficult. I wouldn't even know how you would approach that. Maybe like you do, you have to go with insane superconductors with, with magnetic field uh, of, uh, I don't know, 100 Tesla. Well, it's, and then... it's strange because like this is what they put in the like the first I think the the one he made in a cave and the the I think the few ones afterwards like the improvements afterwards used mm -hmm. what is a metal called palladium uh, as the core right and that reminds me of like that really old fusion the cold fusion ah the cold fusion yeah so, ah, yeah so so if cold fusion worked I think you could get it that small but I don't think they ever proved oh okay right but if that's the concept they're going for, I could give it a little more credit. I have no idea. No, but confusion. Yeah. Come on, confusion is a scam. Yeah, exactly. So I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't raise my my grade based on confusion. No, exactly. So like that for me was sort of like I can see the size part if they're going for confusion, but then like the actual science behind it is like complete. It's actually not a scam, but the scam part is that you can get net gain out of it. Like I don't think you can get that at all. <laughs> I think you do get fusion. Um, no, so there are there are yeah. two. Wait, wait, wait. There are two different things here. Yeah. One is uh, some technology the NASA is developing, mm -hmm. which is basically oh, charging a palladium thing with tritium, yeah. and then uh, or the and or deuterium. I don't really remember. And then ah. that is gonna give you uh, a little little bit in, bit of energy uh, when you. Uh, shoot neutrons at it, I think there was something like that. So that's a legit technology that might work. Uh, it won't produce a lot of energy in the sense that you have to load the thing first and the, the, it's fine for like space, space batteries that have to last a long, long time. Uh, it's not an energy generation system. No. But then there was the old confusion thing. No, that the old, was, that was, no that, that was the old confusion thing. It's the same concept. No, no. I think what Michaela said in the, the first one is, I think the term is RTG. It's it's this uh, decay batteries, right? Where you you have a heavy isotope and then you you use the decay heat as a power source for satellites and and uh, probes. Uh, something like that. It might be. I don't know if that's a normal nuclear battery or if it's already the new technology yeah, by NASA. But then there was there was this uh, thing that you put deuterium, uh, um, and is, it was is it the cold is it the lattice fusion? Yes, the lattice fusion, lattice fusion, not right. cold fusion, which right, are two right, different right. things. No, they're two different. I don't exactly. So the, lattice, the lattice fusion, which is the, the NASA one, might work. Like that right. does work, even yeah. that doesn't produce a lot of energy. The cold fusion, it was never demonstrated to work. So so what is the difference? Sorry, maybe because I I thought what you described as lattice fusion was cold fusion. So maybe no. you should explain the other one, like the real cold fusion. 
so I get it right. So the, 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 the oil cool fusion, they had basically palladium, I think, as a mean, they would load it, but then the fusion would happen because of the, I don't know, it was a weird explanation on the uh, of quantum entanglement between uh, the high, the oh. deuterium forced by the palladium because of reasons. And it was right. basically this, they put it together, they didn't even really know Right, how. right. So, so what, they were what, measuring energy and it was basically a measurement problem. So yeah. that was so, bullshit. So what, one is using a neutron beam to, to get the fusion. The other basically, one is spontaneous. Yes. It's spontaneous. Yes. Uh, okay, ah. okay, okay, okay. So no, my old version of cold fusion was correct. I just thought that the neutron beam was included. That's all. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, but like, if you include that, consideration and that's what they were going for then it could make a bit of I sense. don't know if you can produce that much energy well, I don't know <laughs> I, can't, I can't see it working I can't see it working I, I won't go uh, above a four fair enough I mean fair the, no, idea no, no, really cool. the idea is yeah. incredibly cool if you can yeah. do that you're gonna have a well, but, but that so then then they they upgraded it in the later Iron Man movies where they removed the palladium and put in this the new element whatever the heck yeah fine Howard Stark's I still, new I still element. don't see how this works unless unless the new element is a incredibly powerful superconductor and uh, you you can get uh, you know but if, incredibly if you... good confinement that, that maybe if you could imagine that like the, the the weird quantum tunneling cold fusion thing was possible do you think you could get it down to that size i mean that that is yeah that that, that will make as small as you want but then it's not very efficient so, so it doesn't produce a lot of energy for uh um for volume let's say it, it's hard yeah, to say power a, production when it's still, you know, not even proven. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's that's still true. Out there. But even even if you could, I think you have an argument that the volume is so small. Like even if it was like a million times efficient, like how much yes. could you actually get out of it? You, right? have, a, you have to have because I mean the, you have to have very high temperatures, very high density inside that, that thing. Yeah. I mean. It, Maybe if it runs at atmospheric pressure and it's uh, fusion relevant temperatures, it could produce a lot of energy, I guess. But you need the same magnetic fields. I, I don't know how to produce those. If, that's, if there was a way to produce, I don't know, 150 Tesla magnetic fields without, you know, the, the thing exploding by insane magnetic forces. If that was possible, then I could get up to a five. Okay. But, but I can't see how. Okay, how about you, Ray? What do you yeah. think about this? So I give it a one. A one? Simply because... Simply <laughs> because bottom on the bottom, okay. Yes, because I don't think it's a fusion reactor, to be honest. <laughs> before, I, before I listen to your cold fusion reactor, I have no idea why palladium is there. Right. It is the essential core of the reactor. So there's this scene where, you know, Tony Stark is in the cave and they try to make this uh, power source. They with the help of this one uh, surgeon that how, that puts the thing on his heart, uh, he gathered palladium from rockets, from like uh, his, yeah, Stark industry rockets. And they made it a ring. And then it is basically the core of the, of the small arc reactor. And I quote, it produces three gigajoules per second. So like three gigawatts <laughs> of energy. And I can't think of anything uh, that palladium does other than it's probably not fusion but maybe fission of some kind 
So I doubt it is actually a fusion reactor. And I also got thinking that in, in that cave scene, uh, he make these coils. You know, the reactor just these coils, right? Yeah. Uh, that that shape the ring around it. And I and, and then it, you, it's glowing blue, which we assume is a plasma. But I think that that coil is actually not for the reactor. It's it's the electromagnet for uh, you know for Tony's for Tony's heart because he needs he he needs an electromagnet to in order to keep Sharpnel away. Right. And then one other uh, evidence that I think is not fusion is that in the second movie, Iron Man Two, he makes a new element, right? Yeah. For for uh, to replace palladium because palladium is poisonous apparently, and Which this is element. Not, by the way. Is, <laughs> I mean, if it's close to your heart, maybe I don't know. Yeah, man, you need a lot for it to be poisonous. Put it that Apparently way. <laughs> it, gives, it gives you like cool uh, veins. I, 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 yeah, I, I think it's the three gigawatts going straight into your chest. That's the poisonous. That's more poisonous. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, the new element is also a heavy element. So, and fusion is of course a combination of light elements. You have to because the because the uh, energy curve stops at iron. So if it's heavier than iron, then yeah, you, you, you can't fuse for it to, to, to have energy. So I think it's not fusion at all. No, I, I will fight you on this. I will fight you on this. They, they do say that is uh, a miniaturized version of the Tokamak they show at the beginning. Yes. So th that seems to be fusion. That's wait, wait, also wait, the wait, thing. Wait. The new element is not the fuel, it's the superconductor. So did they somehow engineer a superconductor that oh, manages it, it, to is, keep is this the... your thinking or do they say it in the book? No, 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 this is my thinking. <laughs> oh, I mean, that is the only way that would make sense. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, well like for, for me, for me, like I gave it a three because it, it I knew about the cold fusion thing, and I'm like, that could be the angle they're going for, even though it doesn't really work. But like it's at least an angle that has been considered, you know, and it's it's not just like completely out of nowhere. And... I, I like your I like your idea, Michele, in order to save this concept. Yeah, but <laughs> I, I have to mention that best, but still, in, in the movie trip. they actually never claim it was a fusion reactor. They just call it an arc reactor. Yeah, but, but... I'll I'll bump it I'll bump it to two. Okay. Because of your idea. <laughs> but but what I wanted to say is that they never they never do discuss the fuel. They never discuss the fuel. So I don't know what the fuel is, right? Like how do you fuel such a small thing? And like, exactly. And are you feeling I, it with his blood? Like I don't know what, where's the what's the fuel? <laughs> I just that, that's why I just assumed that the palladium is the fuel and and the new uh, element is the fuel. So I don't think it's uh, fusion. Okay. But yeah. Again, also the transparent case uh, uh, is not really realistic, even though it's really cool. Uh, that room is probably going to be very hot. Although if it's not, then it's probably not a very good reactor because <laughs> it's basically just a very not big lamp. Neutrons. <laughs> yeah. It's just a very big lamp, essentially. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay. And then I think we'll move from here to the last one of, of our official list, which... Oh. I'm sorry. Before that, I also have oh. to I have to yeah. give credit also to Iron Man because the fusion reactor does not explode, even though it's not a good fusion job. reactor. Good job. Good job. Good job. Good job. Exactly. That's, no, no, it does in the first. One. No, it doesn't oh, explode. He it, it, it discharge. It, it discharge yeah. into a column of uh, electricity. Yeah, that's it, it was. But it doesn't explode. It was forced. So, yeah, great. Great job. Was, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Good fair job. enough. And then, so let's go to the last, <laughs> the last uh, one on our list which is 
the Mr. Fusion Home Energy Reactor. This is what it's called. Yes. <laughs> From Back to the Future. Now, or at least, yeah, it's the upgrade of the original one that they that the the Doc had to charge, Doc Brown had to charge with lightning. So basically, this is just like a small unit that you can attach to your to whatever whatever you need the power for that is able to generate fusion power out of anything which is very very strange so like in the movie you see doc brown putting in a banana peel some beer and then also the beer can right <laughs> just just for fun right? <laughs> so apparently it can use anything as fuel and it does do fusion so this for me was sort of like okay that's a bit strange like <laughs> to fuse heavy heavy materials is gonna take a lot more power than like hydrogen fusion so that was already like a huge strike and so if then, it's hydrogen iron it's gonna it's gonna require energy exactly if it's heavier <laughs> than iron then it will take more energy to fuse than you'll get out of it so like already that's a huge problem and then on top of that is the size it's it's basically like this it can fit in a car or on a car which is already kind of strange so it doesn't go into anything about whether there's a plasma inside or if there is any kind of confinement it's just basically a blender you put in things and then it produces energy and it doesn't discuss how or why but it does call it fusion so for that Mr. reason, Fusion. for Mr. Fusion precisely, for these reasons, <laughs> I give it like a one. This is like, <laughs> no, but the worst part is, is that this fusion reactor doesn't even power the car. It just powers the time warp jump. Yes. It still requires a gasoline engine to actually drive. <laughs> so like all of these things considered, there's just like, I, this is not even the, this is not even fusion. Like this is just, a coffee blender. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love the movies and they're gonna be yeah. sorry about the fandom, yeah. but it's one. Great movie, wow. good concept, but like as a as a critique on the fusionness <laughs> of this reactor is a one. <laughs> so what okay. do you guys think? Ray, are you also doing well, one? No, no, no. So based on Aaron's uh, points, I assume you think that the Mr. Fusion is less realistic than the arc reactor, right? Yes. Because you, you point arc reactor higher. I, I posit the other way. <laughs> really? Okay. <laughs> I, I give Mr. Fusion a three. Like a three. The arc okay. reactor, I give it a two. I give it a three. Yeah. And why? Because, okay, I, I coined a new term, which I called reason fusion, where fusion happens because of reason. I think Mikaela <laughs> said this uh, word before, like, yeah, it happened because of reasons. Let's just say that, okay, fusion <laughs> happened because of reasons. But the thing is, when you, uh, uh, when you look at, so, so it's on the, I think on the third, oh, no, the second movie is when Back to the Future 2 is when uh, this Mr. Fusion ha appears. And when you look at it, the, you, you see that the dog put always either a peel of something of some fruit or a soda or a syrup, which means it has sugar in it, which means it is carbohydrate, <laughs> which means it has hydrogen in some form. But so it's more we... carbon than hydrogen. Like, I, mean, I like, don't so care. You think, you think it separates the fuel to isolate the hydrogen? No, 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 no. The point is that it is 
possibly fusion, right? Because it has hydrogen in it. So because of reasons, you have hydrogen in the vessel and then it produces power. Uh, it it happened. It fusion happened. Contrast to the arc reactor, which only which you know uses heavy heavy materials. No, no, which no. It, it never happen. says it. It doesn't use the hydrogen fusion. That's still in the realm of possibilities. No, but I mean, it doesn't really show it anywhere. It really just no. It doesn't. It doesn't say to show it. Ah, no, no. But it, it doesn't even exclude it explicitly. Now I have a second argument. Okay, <laughs> this slide blows your mind too. So in the first movie, Doc said that the, the, the time capacitor, the flux capacitor requires 1.21 gigawatts or 1.21 gigawatts, right? The arc reactor produces three gigawatts. So this is half of what the arc reactor can produce. So it's even more realistic, I think, than the arc reactor. That's not I an argument, though. It's still a large amount of energy produced by nonsense. But it is, it is still... Marginally more possible than the arc reactor, as I rest my case. Okay. Okay. But like, how do you how do you how do you justify him throwing the can? No, like the yes, can, okay. which is joke, basically aluminum. Into joke the aside, thing. it is. It's. I think I I found it during the research of this that Mr. Fusion is actually like an actual coffee grinder or or blender or something like that that the company make, and then the the movie just took that uh, and put it. Uh, in 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 the movie as a prop, basically yeah. for yeah. his fusion. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, <laughs> but in terms of like science consideration, zero. I think zero, <laughs> zero. So zero. that's why it gets the lowest score. It... They just put it in because it was a fancy name. <laughs> they they give a lot more thought on the on the time stuff, on the time paradoxical stuff, but not on the. De- I mean, they put a fusion reactor in a Delorean. Oh come on! <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you you can put a fusion reactor anywhere according to any of these movies. So. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's not true. the weird part. That's not the weird part. That's not what we're judging it on. We're judging it <laughs> on the scientific basis, right? No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I can I can be bought to a two if you uh, tell me that they do element separation. They keep the hydrogen and then somehow they uh, they fuse what? it. But then yeah, you're gonna need a lot of stuff to have the hydrogen. Uh, well, not necessarily. Yeah. Okay, but then is hydrogen hydrogen future? It's not deuterium or, or something else fusion. No, so that is, that is more difficult. Mm-hmm. It's true. So it's I, true. I still it's still below the reactor <laughs> for me. Okay. So I think this pretty much sums up our list of the six that we had like extensively prepared for this. So let's go through them again. I will I will give the score and then we'll try to come up with like a total score for each one, like combined the three of us. So okay, let's, okay. Yeah, let's start with the first one, which was the Star Trek impulse reactor. Actually, this one's very easy. We gave it sixes across the board. Yeah, so I think that one, six. that one is a six. <laughs> and then the next one, I think, was the uh, X Jet from the Days yes. of Future Past. So Michaela gave it a seven, Ray gave it an eight, and I gave it a four. <laughs> so <laughs> this one we should about discuss. six-ish. I suppose six, the six-ish. 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 Is it a seven? No, not a seven. Okay, fine. No, no, no. Because I, I just like. They didn't really go into detail. It looked yeah, no, that is fair. There's very little apart, explanation, but no explanations. It's right? fair. Um. 
Then the next one is the Avalon passengers. So I gave it a six. I think Ray gave it a four and Michaela gave it a six. Yes. So what? Five-ish. 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 That's that's reasonable. Like that's decent. Fair they, they gave it they gave it some thought, but like they really misrepresented it. Let's put it that way. <laughs> so so so, I, compare, I so 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 reviewing on this a little bit. So this means that it is less probable than Star Trek. Uh... Yeah. See, that's what I, that's what I was saying. I thought it would be at least equally. So probable let's say okay, depending on the context, movie, right? I I I, don't, I forget what timeline the passengers is in, but. Uh, remember, Star Trek also have consideration with the uh, with replacing the reactor uh, every ten or you know whatever the material is uh, is ablated. So in terms of a science consideration, it's it's more, I suppose, uh, than the passenger one. That's true. They don't they don't discuss it at all in the passenger. They don't discuss. Like... They don't really discuss it in the movie itself. Yeah, that's true. Though apparently the the whole lore behind it was that. The, this artificial system woke up this guy to fix the reactor because it knew it was something was going to go wrong. So like this was its backup system that it will just wake up people to fix the problem. <laughs> it wasn't like a malfunction as it was originally. I mean, the, 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 the malfunction that it was like a meteor that hit the computer. So that, that book was a malfunction that I stand yeah. by. Yeah, 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 yeah. But regardless, I think I, yeah, I, I'm okay with giving it a lower score than the Star Trek one, like overall. Yeah. Okay. Same, same. Okay. And then we move to the Expanse one, that, uh, which Ray, you gave it an eight. I gave it a six, and Michaela gave it a seven. I so think this is about a seven. a seven. This is about a seven. I agree. This one should probably be yeah. up there because it this, was this the one most... is the most visible one. Yeah. And then. So I think we agree with that. The seven is good. Then we move to the arc reactor, where, oh no, I think <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I think I, so. I, I gave it a two. Yeah, Ray gave it a two. Michaela gave it a three. I think a three, yeah, three, and I gave it a four. So it's this a is a three. It's a three. This it's is a three, three for you. Okay. Which is fair, you know. It wasn't it's fair. fair. It wasn't the best. It wasn't the best. <laughs> it was like the one that really captured the heart of the people, I think, of like people watching with like all oh, yeah, yeah. energy kind of thing. But uh, as a realistic de depiction, probably it, it not looks the cool. greatest. It, yeah, it, it, it looks cool. It looks and like, it would be nice think, if it was possible. The thing is also uh, it's one of the things where you, they showed how it is made from scratch, right? Because that's how Iron Man is like. Too much yeah. detail <laughs> this time. <laughs> Too much detail to give it away. With scraps in a cave. <laughs> scraps in a cave. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, but but I think it, yeah, a low, it's not that high score. It, I agree with this. It's not probable, but it's cool. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll give you that. And then the Mr. Fusion home energy reactor from Back to the Future. So, <laughs> who is it? Ray gives it a three, Michaela gives it a two, and I gave no, it a I, one. I gave it a one. Oh, you gave it a one. Oh, I thought you. But we, we, uh, okay, no, I was sold by Ray's idea of fuel separation. Fair enough. I give it a two. Okay. But this <laughs> still puts it two. at a two. It still puts it at two. Okay. It still puts it as an average of a two. So, 
okay. You know, I, I, I would have been more, I wanted this to get an average of one. I didn't like it at all, but fine, two. That's some merit, I guess. I, even though my initial argument says that it's more probable than the arc reactor, it is yeah. not cooler. So I agree with this, uh, with this uh, placement, yes. Okay, okay. So, though in terms of time, I think this, we should really be wrapping up our session now. Uh, we did have a few honorable mentions. I don't know if uh, maybe Ray, you want to just go through them slowly, or do you? I I, I think uh, yeah, you can go through some of them. Um, there's a, a fusion reactor in the Dark Knight Rises, so a Batman movie by Christopher Nolan, uh, the last series of the trilogy. But it's hard to see it as a fusion reactor, even though it's repeatedly said multiple times in the movie that it is a fusion reactor. Because it turns into a bomb in the end. And the way that it turns into a bomb is that some scientists who managed to weaponize fusion, weaponize the reactor, but uh, the villain basically pops it out of the, yeah, the main system or the coolant, and it decays like in a, in a period of five months before it ex explodes. So it's more or less kind of depict like a fission, more like a fission bomb or a fission reactor rather than a fusion reactor. Yeah, that one was a bit nonsense so, to me. Yeah, I mean, you could make a hydrogen bomb, but that would be much easier than going through all that <laughs> shit. <laughs> kind of, yeah. kind of a misses the, the point of a fusion reactor, right? I'd say. Yeah, it's definitely not a reactor, though they do say fusion, I think somewhere yes. in there. I think that's just like a really bad representation overall. <laughs> then speaking of bad representations, there's also the the one from Spider-Man 2, right? The the, the one from one Doc Hawk. Yeah. The power of the sun in the palm of my hand. <laughs> so that one, yeah, it was just like basically a CGI sun in an open room. Like the, with people standing around, right? Like at least Doc Ock had this protection arms <laughs> thing so that he could be close to it but everyone else was just standing in the room right? <laughs> it, it gets a zero <laughs> yeah this is like not even yeah that's not even not even a good representation at all and no but was... I, i'll give it multiple points because a it's uh, more or less they do the homework that fusion is ha happening in the sun so they try to replicate the sun sure two it's not small okay it's quite big uh i would i would well, say i mean I mean, it's, it's not bigger than it's not it's not as small as an arc reactor or a missile yeah, fusion. So uh, that's okay. Okay. and three, it doesn't explode. It's just fizzles out in the ocean. I think at the end of the movie. But it would have exploded. Yeah, if it, didn't it, it throw goes in the, the ocean. <laughs> oh, isn't it that it, it will like swallow uh, everything? I think that's like the, the what the point was or something like that. Yeah, basically uh, they couldn't contain the sun, so it was. So like, it's gonna grow yeah, or something, yes. and then. Yeah, so it does explode, but just yeah. not in the same. But way. again, of course, movie logic—it's hot. Put it in the water, and then it's, <laughs> yes. But it does use tritium. They do mention tritium, so that, oh that's, yeah, right, that's a good one. Another point. Maybe maybe it gets a one. It it, it will place above the arc reactor and the missile fusion. Yeah, but then no, but then, no, but no, no, no. <laughs> the sun, then, come on. Like even even they mention tritium, but then the tritium is like a solid ball. Like, <laughs> like hydrogen should be a gas, right? So like, how, how, do, you, you, how do you? I mean, it's like it's... you can solidify it, but then can you hold what is solidified? Like, I don't think so. <laughs> you can, you can, yeah. I, can, I mean, Doc Ock has like, a... octopus hands, so he could like <laughs> use his 
sense. <laughs> there, 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 his hands are apparently very good insulators. You can maintain a sun or something at three Kelvin. Everything and, is fine. And then there was, I think, one more that we floated around, but we decided to chop off. It was Star trip. Wars. Yes. Do you want to say a few words about that, Uh Well, I mean, the, the only thing that seems like a fusion reactor in Star Wars is the uh, generator for the Death Star. And I think it's the one that they actually destroy in the movie, uh, that, you know, the final scene when they right. go when down. The tor torpedo goes in. And yeah. the depiction of that might be something similar to an inertial, uh, uh, an inertial fusion generator. But it is quite weird, and also in the doing the research for this in the wiki, it says that it can fuse things, or but also do uh, use antimatter or use chemical things as energy. It can basically do everything. So the, 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 I mean, maybe it gets a two, something like that. Yeah, I think I think there was maybe some thought put into the science behind it, but yeah. there's actually not that much information out there. I couldn't find that much. At least it's very large. Yeah, that's fair. At least it's, it's large. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's, it was men mentioned uh, at all anywhere uh, in the movie. No, not at all. It's like it's in the it's in the lore somewhere, but I think also, yeah, people, the hyperdrive engine is a separate thing from the fusion. Yeah. So like. They, they have more advanced energy sources in the universe. So that's why it probably got... Hey, they have that uh, crystal that powered the uh, lightsabers. Oh, yeah, yeah, the, the kyber yeah, crystals. Why yeah, do you yeah. get fusion? You just use that for everything. Yeah, you can exactly. use the force. Exactly. You, you can use lightsabers to solve all your problems, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. And you so... spin around. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I am the Senate. <laughs> Okay, sorry. Right. Before we get yeah, to this is gonna devolve into silliness. So like let's end it off here. <laughs> do you guys have any final words just over this whole thing? How do you think it went? Uh, what do you have to say? Some final words on I had fun. I had fun. This was fun. Yeah, it's very fun. Um but uh, as we all learned that uh, most of these movies have uh, explosion in their fusion reactors, which we must say to, to the viewers that real fusion reactors doesn't really explode. Uh, there's very little fuel in the in the reaction chamber uh, all the time. So it's very hard to have like, uh, yeah, whatever the movie is uh, depicted. Basically. But if you're if you're a movie director, please don't make your fusion reactor explode. Please don't explode. <laughs> That's not how it works. For all the movie directors that are watching us. <laughs> all right then. And so with that, let's end it off. Uh, thank you, both you, Ray and Michaela, for joining us on this episode. And for all you viewers for listening in, I hope you had as much fun as we did. And we'll see you next time on the next episode of Coffee Breakdown. Bye. Bye.